At Wizard of Ads, we have many clients who are in the home services industry, specifically the heating and air industry. And we've noticed something pretty interesting that when these businesses get around the three to $5 million mark, they kind of hit a ceiling, they kind of plateau, and it's hard to get over that hump. Now, you may not be in the heating and air industry, but I think you're gonna find some useful stuff in here because what we're gonna talk about are the things that have to do with customer service and making sure that what you're saying in your outward advertising matches what's happening within your business, the experience that the customers are having. But with us today around the round table, we have three other Wizard of Ads partners. We start in Halifax, Nova Scotia with Ryan Chute. He is a sales and process expert in Atlanta, Georgia. One of our newer partners, Kyle Caldwell, a lot of experience in media buying and also in message creation. And in Toronto, Ontario is Gary Bernier. He handles a lot on the digital side, but the thing that all of us have in common at Wizard of Ads is we're looking for how do we how do we get that connection between what the business is saying outwardly and what the experience is inwardly that the customer is having. So let's start in Halifax, Nova Scotia with Ryan Chute talking about where do you start? You want to make this big move. Where does it really begin? You know, I, I, uh, I often go in and, and as a sales uh, side of things and, and, and look at it. And these guys are selling what I like to call boxes. The, the salespeople are going up against price matches unit for unit. There's nothing else attached to the, to the deal. Um, and if anything, it's going to be something marginal, uh, like a maintenance plan or a, or a multi multi-year maintenance plan. When I start looking at it from the sales perspective, I'm looking at bundles. So I, I, I can insist that w- that we really start focusing on bo- uh, bundles instead of boxes. And Costco is the is the absolute masters of these. You know, when when Costco um, puts out ketchup, they don't put out a bottle of ketchup that you can buy down the down at the grocery store. They they package it up with three packages of ketchup and put it on for a great price as a bundle. And that's the only way you can. You can buy it, and that's their differentiating value. Um, you know, it's a value stack that's that's um, inflicted on you, but is famously successful, being uh, the highest per dollar square per square foot of any retailer uh, in the marketplace today. So, when you start looking at how we can leverage that, when we take it over to an HVAC company, the, the opportunity is extraordinary. So, challenge number one is. How are we different? Fair? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, Johnny. And the focus today is that three to five million. Once you crack that three three to five truck mark, that's that's when things start to get more interesting because now you've got a business, um, a, a real business, and you've got a little bit of in, infrastructure there. Like Ryan's talking about, you have people that their responsibility is selling. You've got people whose responsibility is answering the phone. Um, you don't necessarily, as the owner, you don't necessarily bump into everybody every day. And so there's just different challenges that the business faces in, in its growth from that three to 5 million mark. And maybe what made them unique has gotten a little bit lost. It's still probably there. And, you know, that's why we do the uncovery. It's a little bit lost. Um, when they get into that phase, because they're just scrambling to keep the business going. Um, and that's why they're looking for, for leads all the time. They, they have to be able to say, uh, you know, what their clear vision is. What is the commander's intent for these, uh, for my customers in the home every day? You know, how does that translate from the people that answer the phones to the technician that shows up on your door? You have to 
if you're buried in every single kind of business issue, it's very difficult to continuously be that shining light, that guide for your staff. That's kind of where a lot of businesses get stuck. I think all four of us have been in meetings where we say, you know, what what makes you special? What do you stand for? And the response we often get is, well, we, we do great quality work and, yeah. uh, you know, we, we have trained our people and, you know, we're, we wear booties when we go into the houses. Um, all these things that are base level expectations. You know, I expect you to at least do that. I expect you to know what you're doing and I expect you not to trash my house. Um, so where does this now growing HVAC company start to look for the things that make them special. I love when you look at a uh, franchise like one hour that says on time or you don't pay a dime. It it sounds like a simple thing and you wouldn't say that's what makes them unique, but how many companies that you call for service on anything, whether it's a fridge or whatever, show up when they say they're going to show up. Um, And that's important to the customer. So a lot of times people think the uniqueness is in how they deliver the product, like how they actually put the air conditioner together and and whatever else. And and the the customer doesn't care about that. Well, what what the customer wants is their life to be convenient. They want, if it's HVAC, they want all the rooms to be the same level of cool. They want the same level of heat in all the rooms. That's what the customer wants. They're not into the fiddly little bits of how the stuff's connected and whatever else. And I think the technician mindset, it gets lost on the perfect install versus what makes the customer happy. And that's and going back to what Kyle said, and you can address us a little bit, Kyle, if you want. Um, you, you said something important there of the the intent of the spirit of the owner. Talk a little bit more about that and why that's why that's so important. Well, Gary and I were in a in a discussion with a local business in his market and you could tell that the the woman we were talking to was right there and had a vision and and was able to like elucidate several different things about her business that she wanted to see happen. She was able to look and say, I want to be at this level of sales and I want, I want to transform my company in this way. And I got to thinking how much she would benefit from a retreat, uh, go rent an Airbnb in the mountains or in the cool part of your town or whatever, unplug your phone start to write down these things that brought you to that $1 million place, that $2 million place, you know, before you lose it to the insurance guy who's calling you and the sales guy who wants you to look at the new gadget that he wants your, you know, trucks to carry, et cetera. Once a year, stop, take a breath and unplug and, and start writing down the spirit stuff, the, the, the things that drive you to be in the business in the first place. And, and you know, I, I think maybe we could flesh that out some more in some, some blogs and things like that. But every one of these guys has a reason that they left the mothership company and started. Well said, uh, Well said, know, they, man. They, they have a reason. And so get back to that reason. And then that helps you at least have a, a place where you can start to project that into your technicians in the home, the CSRs, the service managers, the people who handle the billing, all of its soup to nuts begins with that, that, you know, kind of feng shui effort to write down the things that have 
brought you to where you are, why you're doing this in the first place. Yeah, that's that's the seed um, that Ryan grabs a hold of and loves to wrap the word culture around. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's that Genesis moment that you're talking about of how they see the world um, and how they wanted to service customers and what they wanted to do for people. And so when Ryan starts talking about culture, culture has to show up or will show up whether you design it or not in around three to 5 million. And, and that's uh, another, like Kyle, I love Kyle says, get the hell out, figure it out, write it down. Cause I think Ryan will say that then puts you in the driver's seat for having the culture you want, not the one that shows up. It really matriculates right into the DNA of the business when it's a stated goal that everyone in the business is enrolled in. And this is a good place to transition, I think, because, okay, so now we've discovered, and I really like the, I like the phrasing of, you know, what, what is the spirit of the intent of, of the owner? Because now you are starting into starting to get to something that is distinctive. You know, how do, how do you tell this company from that company? And so now you've started to tap into the stuff that makes your company distinctive. Uh, Ryan, what do we do with that then? Now, now we've got this thing. Now we've identified it and pointed to it. How do, what do we do with it? Well, to, to me, there's three kind of main areas where distinctive shows up. Uh, the, the first area that it's going to show up is the external message that you're going to have to your to your customers, and that's going to generate leads in one form or another. You can you can take kind of the the transactional road of talking about price like everyone else, or you can talk about the things that you believe in and and uh, put it out there to demonstrate your integrity, your trust, your worth, your competence, and value. The second place that it's going to show up is in sales. So. Ultimately, you know, our, our service techs, they're all selling stuff every single day. The, the comfort advisors, the technical advisors, uh, even the customer service representatives who are answering the phone calls are selling something, be it the appointment that they need to book straight through to the new unit that they're going to deliver, whether they sell a box or they sell a bundle. Mm-hmm. Really what it boils down to from there is, do those two things match up, right? Are what we're telling our customers um, actually match with what the experience is inside the company. And if it is a match, then you have consistency and that l- lends credibility and confidence of the consumer, which drives and leads towards the online presence and everything else that comes from that. The third place that it's going to show up in my world particularly is in recruitment. So when we believe something and we can speak to what we believe and stand for, and frankly, what we stand against, then we can talk about uh, um, things that matter to the person and job ads aren't about the job. Job ads are about the person doing the job, right? So when we match up the right people, what do we get? We get the right fit. And if we get a whole roster of, of rock stars, everyone's winning, but it also attracts more rock stars, right? We want to be a part of a tribe that we feel really good about hanging our brand and attaching it to is 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 it a top down approach? Is it is it a horizontal approach? I guess by that I'm meaning, you know, where, where's the chicken? Where's the egg? Um, it, does does the culture determine the, the distinctiveness? Does the distinctiveness lead the culture? I, I, clarify a little bit of that, if you would. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely top down, Johnny. I mean, I would say the no question that if the leadership does not have a well stated vision for where they're taking the, the company, then there's no way it bubbles up from 
the ground floor up to the top suite unless a miracle happens. And I bet you the best run, most distinctive companies have strong leadership. The ones I know that are successful in HVAC, the, the $70 million companies have leaders that are very, very uh, good in that role and, and very good at projecting those core values down the funnel. But it really does start at communication. And, and when we identify and lock in step number one, the leaders decide to make that conscious choice to, to change the, the narrative of their business or at least clarify the narrative of their business to move it to the next level. It first happens externally. We, we understand what it is. We want to speak to the, to the voice and to the, to the mind and to the heart of the customer. And if we're authentically bringing that inside, we then bring that internal communication in. From there, it really becomes developing and clearing up your selling system through leadership. Mm-hmm. And when you have a clean slate of, of your selling system, directed and driven and defended by leadership, that's what's going to support your culture. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, and the reason for the question of, is it top down or is it, is it more linear is the situation where a, a leader is acting on his own values, but man, you've got a a management staff barking in his ear saying, we're getting killed on price. We gotta, we gotta do this. Hey, you know, you know, and, and you start, you start to, you start to internalize all of that and, and you drift away from your values and your purpose. Um, if you are in that situation and you have a management staff uh, that's just going numbers, 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 uh, and you're trying to instill values and values and values, um, is that the wrong manager? I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's mutually exclusive. When you look at the selling system within a home service business, you have six constituent components. You have the communication, which is broken up into external communication and internal communication. Externally, you'll have offline and online, digital and, and mass media, as it were, as an example. Then you have your internal, you're defining what it is that you believe. Once you've done that, we need to get some of those clean things cleaned up, compensation and recruitment, so that we are able to accommodate growth. But then we go into pricing and selection, and that has to be a unified front too. Pricing is a language, right? We talk about as Wizard of Ads and the Wizard Academy, of the 12 languages and math being one of those languages. Well, pricing is one of those languages and it's very, very um, psychological in the way that you can approach it, but there's no way to beat a P&L, right? If your gross profit is 55 points and your fixed ops is 45 points, you've got a net uh, net income of 10 points, right? There's no way to win that war. Yeah, it's <laughs> physics. Right. We have to adjust other things within the selling system, like getting your sales guys to close more on an on a per call basis, uh, increased average sale, increased growth profit, those types of things. Right. That being said, we drive down to pricing and selection. Now we have the, the language to the customer of accommodation and that all has to match. If that doesn't match, then leaders aren't going to be able to do anything to improve the culture. They're just going to be butting up against these roadblocks. Like our prices are too low. We need big, cheaper prices, higher prices, 
more selection, less selection. We need to change our comp plan because no one's willing to, to work for us at this price or, or for 100% commission or whatever the case might be. Ultimately, I think what this all boils down to is that culture is the strategy. Now, it's we, we've often heard that culture eats strategy for, for lunch or breakfast or uh, maybe maybe all three meals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but really what it comes down to is that that culture has to be the strategy. And when we do that in the confines and context of a settling system, we have the ability to move the excuse me, move the needle. And this brings us full circle really to the concept of marketing with a capital M, you know, not, not just the ads that you put out and the words you say and, and those kinds of things, vitally important, but just an understanding that marketing touches every department and really touches, touches everything. So not only how we're behaving out in the field, how we're answering the phones, what we're saying to the salespeople, how they behave, what, what's on the website, what's, you know, um, all of these things have to be in what we refer to as channel alignment. Um, otherwise you're really missing a big opportunity. Um, and so it's, it can't just stay in the Monday morning meeting where we inspire everybody right. and say, you know, we, we have these certain values. You know, it, it has to exist in every single corner uh, and in the glove compartments of the trucks and in, in the minds of the, the techs. I mean, it, it really does have to be that um, uh, that permeated in order for it to work. You know, and I think you have to have a plan for that, right? You go on your retreat, you kind of figure out what your goals are for that year. You have to then enroll the leadership in your business and then count on them to continuously reinforce and enroll the people that they manage. And, you know, there's 14 different managers at a a typical uh, large 40 plus million dollar HVAC company has, you know, managers all over the place that are, you know, expressly there to lead and guide the pods of, of their, of their team that, uh, that are going to be so crucial. Um, Without this alignment, it's like a, a, a wheel, like an old wagon wheel with the, the spokes that are out of it. The, the, the wheel gets out of alignment. Before you know it, the whole thing comes apart because it's not vibrating in the, in the right way. I live in a city where about four or five years ago, uh, we received a coveted Chick-fil-A. Uh, and it was a, it was, a, it was a big damn deal. I mean, yeah, you know, the, the press was out there and, and it frustrated businesses who said, um, you know, they're, they're getting all this free marketing. And I said, no, no, they're not. Uh, they, they may be getting free advertising from, from their PR, but damn it, that is a well-oiled marketing machine from top down of how they behave. Uh, it's not a mistake that when uh, you say thank you, they say, it's my pleasure to serve you. Uh, that is a that is a part of the DNA of how they live, and that is an expensive proposition to to do that kind of well oiled, truly capital M marketing uh, that goes throughout throughout the business. And that's the kind of thing that we're talking about. And when you get that right, when you when you tap into that, it, it becomes almost unstoppable. So Ryan, uh, I'm a business owner, and I say to you, but I want it now. Give it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Veruca Salt and Willy Wonka. Give it to me now. And uh, what, what do you, what do you say to them? It's. I want to win today. Absolutely. And, and listen, every business owner wants wants to win today. They don't want to 
wait to build the relationship, you know, and there's, and they really want the relationship today, right? I mean, it, if we think about going out on, uh, in our younger years to, on Saturday night to the bar and, and trolling around for things, most of the time we're not trolling around to find our future wife, right? We're, we're looking for that instant gratification. Um, and those relationships aren't traditionally forged in, in fire and going to be long lasting relationships with meaningful results. Now they might might bear fruit, so to speak. But what I am saying is that that that's not going to be a uh, lifetime journey with a customer, right? And this is the difference in the two things. The, the, the difference in the two things is that we're not going out um, looking for love in all the wrong places. We're looking for connecting with customers and developing a relationship. And that probably means you're not kissing on the first date. When I think I think that lends us to precisely what customers want. So if we're looking for a, a quick down and dirty oversimplification of what it is that you need to do, vast selection, the lowest price for the value, fast personalized delivery are going to be things that just don't change over time. The customer is seeking first warmth, right? The, 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 the belief that you're not going to murder them in their sleep, you know, and, and uh, take advantage of them or rob them of their home uh, when you come in there. And then competence. If you tick those two boxes, you're positioned to sell something that's not guaranteed, but that's your minimum standard. So when we know the sequence of events, we can deliver delight. Now, there is a secret sauce to delight, but first and foremost, we have to make sure that the customer feels that they're getting the choice and the selection that they that they want and that they don't need to go shopping somewhere else, i.e. your competitors, to get the thing that solves their problem. Two, the lowest price for value can be translated in a number of different ways from the cheapest box you sell straight through to the best solution you sell at a fair price. And then fast personalized delivery, my home, uh, my HVAC system, HVAC system is different than my next door neighbor's HVAC system. I want it um, within reason, within a respectable reason to my needs so that I'm not making the wrong choice. And that's the biggest fear of any relational customer, but we still have to do it fast, easy, safe, comfortable, by demonstrating warmth and competence to build that trust before the sale is made. So final question, who is this not right for? What businesses should not be doing what we are suggesting? Who, who will this frustrate? Uh, the, the, the first one is the, co the company uh, business owner who wants to have a lifestyle business. They wanna have a couple of trucks and a little bit of, of uh, overhead at most but keeping it simple and not really growing, but sustaining a good margin business. That's just not for them because this will blow their socks off, right? The second person that, that it's not going to be a good fit for is the person who really doesn't have any aspirations for exponential growth. It's easy to get a 10 to 15% gain on your growth every single year. Heck, if you just raised your prices by 10% in conjunction because it's a basis of percentage, you're going to grow your business if you maintain. So exponential growth, that's growth by multiples, two, four, six, 10 times your business size, a thousand times your business size. That's what we do. And then th those are the two big ones that, that, that would not be a good fit for this business. And then the third one is the, the inauthentic 
the ones who just truly um, say one thing and then do another are out to gouge and take advantage of and, and everything else. They're just, they're going to get caught, right? They're going to get, kind of get called out for being inconsistent with the message that they put out and what they deliver. Yeah, Johnny, this, this is for the person that believes growth is great but understands growth sucks because growth brings new problems. And what they want to do is solve those new problems every day. That's, that's the type of guys that want to go through that exponential growth that, that Ryan talks about. It's you have to understand that once again, what worked yesterday doesn't work today because it broke because of growth and you got to be ready to put a bandaid on it and then put in the permanent solution and move to the next link in the chain that broke and fix that one. That it's the person, the business owner that wants to go through that and, and wants to embrace that as, as part of their uh, core DNA. That that's, that's the type of guy that can, can work with us. Um, and like Kyle said, and it, it's a choice and, and there's nothing wrong with the other choices. Right. Um, but, but Ryan's right. They won't work for us. It just, you, we're going to blow you up and uh, you, you got to be ready to go along for the ride. <laughs> it's wild and it's crazy and it's wonderful if you decide you like that. And if you don't, <laughs> it's not the right, uh, it's not the right vehicle to climb into. So the key takeaway today is getting all these things in alignment. What you're saying online matches what you're saying on a billboard or matches what you're saying on a TV ad or a YouTube ad. And that's all in alignment with how your salespeople are behaving or how your service people are behaving. When you link all those two things together, everybody's rowing in the same direction and it becomes really, really hard to stop. And that's the exciting part. If you'd like to get in touch with any of us, here are our email addresses, or you can leave a comment in the box below if you have any questions. Mm-hmm.